Season 3, Episode 44, Midweek Episode for My Stupid World. And, uh, oh yeah, I tell you, it's, uh, we got some good stuff. I even have some leftovers for next week. Look, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just the, the usual fare. And uh, as far as what I've been doing of late, uh, nothing. It's nice to sit down here in my man cave and just let my brain vegetate. You know, this is the this is the good part about this podcast, see? You know, you have so much serious news and doom and gloom and end-of-the-world predictions and just insane politicians, and you can, you know, escape into the... This is better than virtual reality. This is, this is reality. That's what it is. It's not virtual reality. It's reality. The reality of stupid. You big dummy. You big dummy. You big dummy. Midweek bonus edition of My Stupid World, and I'm Eric Lane, insane Eric Lane, as always, as insane as possible. A little more insane today, I had to change the water filter. <laughs> you know, it's the nastiest thing to have to do that. You know, you pull this used water filter out of your well pump, and it's like charcoal. It's black. I'm thinking, this is what I could have been drinking, you know? And then you got to wrestle with the filter and the little seals and the little things in you. You got water and slime and blech. You know, that's when I want to say, oh, Culligan man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, look, hey, uh, glad that you've joined us for this midweek bonus episode of Insane Eric Lane Stupid World. And of course, you can always keep up what's going on. I haven't had a lot of people join the Telegram channel lately. Have you tried checking this out yet? Okay. Um, and trust me, you'll like Telegram. It's a great messaging app. And uh, just download the Telegram uh, app on your phone or on your uh, PC. And then sign up for Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. Uh, and uh, by the way, you can do that very easily by just going to a very simple website, t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you can preview the channel. You can, uh, there's a little button that you can download Telegram, and it comes in all your different flavors, whether it's Windows or Linux or Android or Apple. Um, you can put it on your phone. You can put it on your desktop. It's just a lovely app to have. And, oh, by the way, if you are also have, if you listen uh, or you have the Facebook app, you can go to my Facebook page. Just look up Insane Eric Lane on Facebook on your phone, and you'll find there's a podcast tab on the mobile version, not on the desktop version. And you can subscribe right there. It's so simple. Or you can just hit subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Now, I recommend Podcast Addict. I really like Podcast Addict. It's one of my favorite new uh, apps. I've tried the, the Google Podcasts. I've tried some of the other, you know, podcast apps. And, you know, I mean, Spotify is okay. But, you know, Spotify's got so many other things going, you know? I mean, I realize the podcast is on Anchor. It's hosted on Anchor, which is a division of Spotify. But Podcast Addict, I recommend that. That's probably my favorite one. Hit subscribe on whatever it is you're listening so you don't miss any episodes, especially the weekend episode with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, where we have more stupid stories from Florida and beyond and play our weekly round of insane game shows. Uh, so be sure and check that out sometime, okay? So, and of course, you can always, of course, look up my website at... Uh, InsaneEricLane.com, insane e r i k l a n e, dot com, and follow me on Twitter and Facebook, of course, at Insane Eric Lane, same handle. Okay, so you don't want to miss a single stupid story. You don't want to go looking for stupidity. You want stupidity to find you, which is the nice thing about having this podcast because it's an outlet. When you think you've just seen as much stupid as you can possibly see, no, 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 no. I go out and cull all the stupidity that I can find. Well, I have a little help. And this one, 
takes the cake. Uh, here's your first really stupid TikTok challenge of the year. And of course, it's incredibly dangerous. It would have to be. You know, you've got to have a little danger involved in your TikTok challenges, right? There's a new health trend, and I put health in air quotes. It's on TikTok, and it's called the Sleepy Chicken Challenge. No, the Sleepy Chicken is not some weird dance that you do at a wedding reception. Now, what this Sleepy Chicken Challenge is, you boil your chicken dinner in NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know. Somebody somewhere got this harebrained idea in their head that it can cure a cold. Okay, no real evidence to back that up, but it could probably kill you instead. Basically, you put this single chicken breast in a pot, dump a half a bottle of NyQuil in there, and braise or broil it until it's cooked. Hopefully fully cooked. People seem to be having trouble with that part. But, well, here is a TikTok uh, user at the underscore mankey cooking up a batch. Got sick last night, so I'm cooking up some NyQuil chicken. Usually I use about, you know, four-thirds of the bottle. Season that NyQuil in there just at the right temperature. Oh, sometimes the steam really makes you sleepy. Woo. What you're looking for is that blue color right there. And boom, NyQuil chicken. You know, it's dangerous even if you do fully cook it, though. Well, for a couple of reasons. First, it's just it's an insane amount of NyQuil. You know, when you boil it down, the water and alcohol evaporate. But guess what, folks? The drugs are still in there. So you're basically loading up a chicken breast with way too much medicine. And guess what? You could overdose. But also, when you boil liquid medicine like that, you end up with inhaling some of it also, which is also kind of bad. Because when that happens, it kind of bypasses your liver and goes right into your bloodstream without any of the toxins being filtered out. And, well, you know, just that alone can mess you up. I mean, sadly, this new method of preparing poultry is actually catching on. Who knows? Soon some giants in the chicken business might just jump in on the NyQuil chicken bandwagon. Howdy, y'all. Colonel Sanders here. As if these last two years ain't been weird enough, there's a new trend in eating poultry. It's called NyQuil chicken. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's chicken cooked in freaking cold medicine, which I'm pretty sure is a sign of the apocalypse. Well, since the world is apparently going to hell in a chicken basket, I'm all in. Introducing KFNQC, Kentucky Fried NyQuil Chicken. Look at that beautiful bluish green color. Is it good? No. Is it good for you? Heck no. Will people buy it? Of course they will. It's on the internet. Heck, when we offered original recipe scented cologne and Crocs with rubber drumsticks on them at our website, they sold out. So stop on down and get you some Kentucky Fried NyQuil Chicken. The nighttime, disgusting, revolting, nauseating, sickening, achy, foul, so you can puke me. Please tell me that Tyson is not going to do this. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Well, you will definitely end up probably surprised if you overdose on NyQuil. I remember back when I was living up in northwest Pennsylvania, and that, that was there was a, a rash of kids busting into local pharmacies and stealing all the NyQuil. They found these empty NyQuil bottles behind the pharmacy, you know? Like, hey, let's go get drunk. Let's go get some NyQuil. You got to be. <laughs> There's a new level of stupidity for that. But, but here's something that is interesting. This is the new normal, I guess, for having your pictures taken. There's a new poll that finds three out of five Americans hate how their smile looks in photos. Now, if you're from West Virginia, I can understand because, you know, you get five or six people together in a photo and they all smile, you got a full set of teeth. But let's just take this statistic with a grain of salt, though. Okay, the, the, the braces company that competes with um, Invisalign paid for this study. So there you go. It did ask a few other fun questions, though. 76% of Americans said that they don't always smile for photos, including some who never do. So what do they do instead? Well, the most popular choice is the emotionless poker face. Oh, my sons do that all the time. Actually, my oldest son has this creepy face that he makes. It kind of 
weirds people out. 46% say they sometimes do that instead of smiling. And, and just covering your mouth is next. Just cover your mouth. Or doing the, sh the shocked or surprised face, that's third. Then there's the full frown. And then there's that kissy face or the duck lip pose. You know, 31% of the people also now say they put on a mask if they don't want to smile in a photo. Well, I guess it does have some use. 22% have just turned their back to the camera. <laughs> the poll also found that your smile or, well, non-smile is the first thing people notice when they see a photo or video of you online. The rest of the top things that affected a first impression are your eyes, your voice, your clothes, your hair, or lack of. Half of the people also said spelling and grammar and the type of stuff you post on social media can affect their first impression of you online, which is why you see a picture of me online, you already know what your first impression is, especially when I, you know, like to, you know, model my, uh, my cutoff shirts. They're comfy, you know, and I'm, I'm comfortable in my skin. Why shouldn't you be comfortable with, well, never mind. So... 2021 is come and gone. I think it is safe to say that we dealt with a lot of bull caca in 2021. And I think one of the stupidest things we had to endure was people acting like morons on planes. You know, I think that we had at least one story about that at least every other month or more. I mean, it was so bad, we actually set a record. The FAA just released stats on 2021. You ready for this? There were 5,981 reports of unruly passengers. That's an incredible 72% of them involve people pouting about wearing masks. Oh, then, then they lose their minds. Now, to demonstrate just how ridiculous this is, the FAA didn't even keep stats on unruly passengers until the pandemic happened. But between 1995 and 2021, the average number of annual passenger disruptions was just 182. That means 2021's 5,981 incidents is a 3,186% jump. Does anybody see a problem here? It's like, okay, maybe... Maybe we need to change some of our social mores, huh? Well, here's a, a thing I think people are probably really acting up on. It's not your typical after-school club. Elementary school kids in Moline, Illinois, got invited to an after-school Satan club. Oh, where's the church lady? Oh, is this, could this be Satan? Five different meeting dates for this after-school Satan Club, by the way. Flyers for the club were placed in the school's lobby and shared on social media. And some parents, they're pretty ticked off about their kids being exposed to the flyers. Now, the Satanic Temple says it's uh, on its website that it operates these clubs at, quote, select schools where good news clubs also operate. Oh, okay. Still, it was enough to catch the attention of Superintendent Dr. Rachel Savage, who wrote a letter to parents that was shared online and notes that the facility rental for this after-school activity was not generated by the district and it is not affiliated with the elementary school or the district. It is nothing that involves or impacts the school day. Okay, so in uh, Illinois, I guess that's okay. I don't know. But she also noted that a parent from within the district reached out to the National After School Satan Club, informing them that Jane Adams Elementary School in Moline offers a child evangelism fellowship club and asked that they bring their program to that school as well to offer parents a choice of different viewpoints. As if we don't have enough viewpoints to pick from. I mean, hey, I'd say let them have it. And they'll, you know, once the curiosity wears off, I'm pretty sure the membership will too. <coughs> you know? <coughs> oh, for crying out loud. <coughs> I just, I don't know. Uh, well, I think eventually people would just tune out. They're going to, oh, okay, well, whatever. It's a Satan club. You go have fun. 
it's a fad. It'll wear off. Frankly, I really think that's what would happen. I really do. You know? Well, I know this. The, the <coughs> people are tuning out with CNN <coughs> big time. You know, the scandal-scarred cable news network. Well, they've seen their viewership pretty much nosedive by a staggering 90%, both overall and in the critical demographic covered by advertisers in the first week of the new year. And that's compared to the same time last year. The once proud, this is CNN. Remember that? The once proud leader in cable news averaged just 548,000 viewers during the week of January 3rd. That's a precipitous drop from the nearly 2.7 million viewers for the same week in 2021, according to the most recent ratings. Those numbers were supercharged by the left-leaning network's coverage of the January 6th Capitol riot, which resulted in CNN having its most watched day since Ted Turner launched the news outlet back in 1980. But on the one-year anniversary of the insurrection, viewers opted for the right-wing rival, rival Fox as it uh, topped the ratings for coverage of the event. Now, CNN also saw an 86% decline in the much desirable 25 to 54-year-old demographic, which uh, with that a paltry, uh, what, 113,000 people that tuned in? That's compared to uh, the 822,000 CNN averaged a year ago. Now, the network, which was swallowed up by AT&T in its merger with Warner Media last year, has been plagued by high-profile scandals. Of course, most notably, the firing of its top-rated primetime star Chris Cuomo after the anchor was found to be helping his sex-pest brother, Andrew, try to beat harassment allegations, which then led to his resignation as New York governor. Uh, you know, this is a pretty simple formula. How to kill a successful cable news network. I think it's a pretty obvious thing, but I think there's going to be something happening. There's some shakeups, I think, on the horizon for CNN, I have a feeling. Should be interesting to see the fallout. <clears throat> well, from a fallout to a fall in about this story. All I can say about this lady here, she's the lucky, she, she's lucky that Canadians are so nice. <laughs> one Sunday morning, I, I guess it was a morning, I don't know, one Sunday, there was a young woman near Ottawa. She decided, hey, you know, I'm kind of bored. It'd be a good idea to drive my car down to a frozen river. And I mean, speed down it. So, somebody who lives next to the river got footage of this of her flying by in this yellow car. But that's not the craziest part of the story. Her car eventually hit a thin spot in the ice and broke through. So... It's sinking now in the freezing water, and random people had to save her using a kayak. One guy who helped said that you could see her starting to gather her stuff in this bag while the car was sinking. Meanwhile, everybody on the shore is yelling at her to just get out. Well, she eventually did make her way up onto the roof of the car, and then while they're trying to get her, she stands up on top of the roof of the car and starts taking selfies. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Luckily, they were able to push a kayak out to her in time and pulled her back in. Everybody's okay. The guy who helped said that she was smiling when she gets to shore. Said, that was really fun. And she'd totally do it again. Huh? Well, here's a rescue worker, Zachary King, talking about the whole thing and what happened. The thing that was frustrating was we were all frantically trying to get her off, and she was on top of her car taking selfies. You know, we got her to shore, and that's why in one of the videos you see me, and I, I feel bad now, like we pulled her in. As soon as she was to shore, I just let go and, and walked to shore just to cool down because she was smiling ear to ear. And as soon as she got to shore, I said, look, you know, what the hell, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, that was fun. And I don't think she realizes how lucky she is. That was audio from the Morning Rush radio show at 580 CFRA. <clears throat> this woman's now facing charges just for dangerous operation of a motor vehicle and could lose her license. Of course, it's not really clear if they plan to tack on other charges too. I think that she, I think she should just be fined for being stupid. That's, that, that, I, mean, I think that'd be the heaviest fine, okay? You're going to get fined for, you know, reckless endangering, but we're going to double that just because you're stupid, okay? That's all. <laughs> okay, I thought it was kind of, uh, well, I won't say stupid, but it's not something that I would just go out and do. People talk about eating sushi. I'm not, I mean, I've eaten, I'm, I've tried sushi now. 
thanks to my insane Florida nephew. And it wasn't bad. I didn't not like it. It's not something I'm going to run out to the first sushi bar that I can and stuff my face full of sushi. I mean, I'd say, I've, I've had it. I've tried it. I liked it. Yeah, you know, but I guess if you want to be internet famous and make it in a story on my podcast, you can do something just really stupid, like drive your car in a lake or just gagging yourself on all-you-can-eat sushi. I mean, it, it, of course, it's a lot easier than doing something smart, right? Well, a semi-popular TikToker, of course, it had to be a TikToker. She's Danielle Shapiro. Well, she suddenly had a whole lot more followers after she did something really stupid that required medical intervention. She and her friend goes to the one of these all-you-can-eat sushi places, and Danielle ate way too much sushi and documented every bite in a TikTok video. Of course, she ate 32 pieces of sushi. And that was after she'd already had four pieces of jagoza, some jalapeno poppers, an order of miso soup. 32 pieces may not be that crazy for a competitive eater, but Danielle, see, is not that. It was enough to put her in the hospital. She went home after dinner and felt sick, but managed to fall asleep. And then she woke up the next morning with severe pain in her stomach and chest. It was so bad, she had trouble breathing. She panics and goes to the ER. In the end, it turns out she wasn't dying. She just had this crazy case of acid reflux. <laughs> she says it took several days to feel normal again. But, hey, there is a bright side. First off, she didn't die. But second of all, a follow-up video she posted from her hospital bed now has over 11 million views. <laughs> of course, you know. You wake up with this insane pain from acid reflux. Was it worth it? Oh, yeah, I got 11 million views out of the deal. Yeah, well, luckily, our microphones were there at the emergency room to capture the real-life drama. Just relax. Very good. This looks like the California roll. Mm -hmm. Oh, here comes what looks like the green dragon roll. Mm -hmm. Wow, she is like a human Play-Doh fun factory. Just keeps coming. Huh. Oh, tempura roll. Hello. Stupid. That's all. You're just insanely stupid. So congratulations. Your stupidity has made you not only a star on TikTok, but on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, it takes a special superpower to do something stupid. It takes a special superpower to be a parent, too. Trust me, I've been a parent twice. My, and, and I'm telling you, it comes natural. You know, we got the mom reflexes, the dad reflexes, the sudden strength of speaking kid language. That's just some of the superpowers we have as parents that we develop after we start having children. And of course, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. And neither would anybody else, according to this new poll that found that more than four in five Americans say becoming a parent is the most rewarding thing they've ever done. I would tend to agree. The, the survey of about 2,000 parents who've had kids ages six or younger also revealed that three in five parents learn what dad or mom reflexes are within the first two months of parenthood. 63% said they found the ability to understand kid language, of course. 53% of all parents found, formed some super strength. In a dynamic duo, the mother was most likely to develop eyes in the back of her head. Yeah, my mom had it. My wife has it. 53% of the women unlocking this ability compared to only 42% of the men, mainly because men were too busy watching television. The survey was conducted by one poll on behalf of uh, Stokey. Also found that 43% of respondents believe that becoming a role model was the biggest change they had to adopt after becoming a parent. So, you know, like for instance, you know, not eating so many sweets yourself after preaching to your kids. Well, that, that part didn't really sink in with me. But, you know, I mean, what another superpower couples uh, you know, develop after having this baby. You know, there's a, you know what it's called? This, this other superpower that we develop is called celibacy. <laughs> it's true. A lot of new parents develop this unusual ability to eat leftover chicken nuggets. I, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. Well, we've already had um, hardly uh, the first month of uh, the new year has passed, and we've 
got our first brand apology. <clears throat> yes, a brand, you know, is going to do whatever it can to sell itself, which is why one of Pabst Brew Ribbon's latest tweets simply reads, Beer. But the other recent tweets in a new year from PBR have generated a backlash. Now it's had to issue an apology. According to the Daily Beast, that uh, there was a hubbub when Pabst Blue Ribbon referenced Dry January. That's a health initiative in the first month of the year where people abstain from quaffing alcohol. It says, not drinking this January? Try eating mm, A. You know what I'm saying? Try eating a little A. Uh, the brand wrote, they, of course, they deleted the tweet. Yeah, And the post, of course, went viral. Well, Pabst then went on to deliver crude replies. Also, they deleted since then to the people that responded. Forbes noted that Pabst also put up multiple tweets earlier in the month of January regarding wet January, including a post that read, what if January wasn't dry? Along with a photo of people in raincoats carrying beer. <laughs> well, uh... The Slim Jim snack brand responded in a comment. They said, legal must have had off until the 4th. Uh, yeah, of course, it was in response to Pabst's kind of bizarre derriere-centered post. Others were more irritated than amused. Grade school sexual innuendo combined with making light of people trying to push back against alcoholism, said one commenter. Yeah, as one beer drinker put it, Pabst Blue Ribbon has a lot more to apologize for than just a few tweets. <laughs> Whatever happened to beer companies just suggesting that you have pretzels and potato chips? I don't know. But apparently that was a marketing scheme that definitely went sour. Maybe it was because the marketing team was swilling too much PBR. That's all I can figure. Well, I like this. This is what you call ultra-conservation. Con Conscripts in Norway have been ordered, okay, ordered to return their underwear, bras, and socks after the end of their military service. This is so that the next group of recruits can use them. The Norwegian military said that it's struggling with dwindling supplies. See, it's that supply chain theme, you know, partly because of the pandemic, too. The Norwegian Defense Logistics Organization said because of a challenging stockpile situation, this move is necessary as it provides the armed forces with greater garment volumes available for new soldiers starting their initial service. Now, there's a press spokesman named Hans Meinzenset said that with proper checks and cleaning, the reuse of garments is considered an adequate and sound practice. Now, until recently, the roughly 8,000 young men and women who every year do their military service return their outer clothing, but were always allowed to leave the barracks with the underwear and socks that they were issued. <laughs> until now. Yeah, when you're done with your underwear, your bras, and your socks, please turn them back in. Of course, after reading the story, I had two words that come to mind. Ew! and uh, gross. I'm pretty sure it's stories like this that inspired the creation of bleach. Of course, you know, it'd be kind of fun if you did something like that, especially after you give your, you know, fellow conscripts a really good wedgie, you know, and you turn it back in with plenty of skid marks. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, -E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already and 
I just can't imagine why you haven't already. Follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Classes were set to resume at Chicago schools as leaders of the city's teachers union approved a plan with the district over COVID-19 protections. I'm glad they'll be protected from COVID after getting carjacked and shot at on the way to school. They'll need that peace of mind. Key issues in the bitter fight revolved around metrics to close schools amid outbreaks and expanded COVID-19 testing, which is odd because based on past performance, it's not like Chicago teachers really ever cared about the test results before. A man described as an Antifa activist was caught at a conservative rally in Florida with a homemade pipe bomb and a checklist of items he needed to commit an attack, including a gas mask, flammable rags, matches, and snacks. Actually, the snacks were the most damning evidence of his intent to start a fire because they were marshmallows, Hershey's chocolate, and graham crackers. Video has gone viral from Los Angeles, where a small plane crash landed onto train tracks and the pilot was pulled from the aircraft just seconds before it was run over by a train, or as they call it at Spirit Airlines, arriving at your destination. In the end, the pilot was bloodied and bruised from the crash, but overall, it was still less painful than flying commercial. A Canadian politician is getting pummeled on social media for tweeting a photo of his wife shoveling snow after working all day while he sat inside and did nothing, or as liberals call it, respecting women. Now he's trying to prove to his critics that he's actually a good person by having his wife clear every driveway on the block free of charge. Despite getting fired by his team, Antonio Brown was a fun, happy guy as he dropped new music at a strip club on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Sources say his music is so terrible it scores an eight on a scale of one to Justin Bieber. Antonio was around plenty of people who are great at handling balls, and he also used to be around a lot of uh, football players, too. And due to a lyric with a bad word in it, singer Elvis Costello is asking radio stations not to play one of his songs anymore. And luckily, radio stations haven't played any of his songs since the 1970s. The New York Yankees have made history by hiring the first female ever to manage a Major League Baseball-affiliated minor league team. So, between that and the ongoing MLB lockout, the count is now no balls, one strike. According to an email made public by House Republicans, Dr. Anthony Fauci poo-pooed the theory that COVID-19 may have emerged from a Chinese lab shortly after the onset of the pandemic in the U.S., calling it a, quote, shiny object that will go away. I don't know what the heck he means by that. At his height, I thought the only shiny objects of interest were the ones in a pot at the end of a rainbow. I'm not sure about the shiny objects that will go away anyway. I'm pretty positive that the American people want a slippery weasel to go away. <laughs> Dr. Fauci is also getting some pushback, as well as some accolades, for calling a U.S. senator a moron on a hot mic. The doctor is actually now here to, uh, well, set the record straight and call his adver adversaries morons right to their faces. I'm Dr. Anthony Fauci, and everyone is all up in my mask because I called a senator a moron when my microphone was off. Trust me, I have no problems calling these morons a moron to their moron faces. For instance, Rand Paul, total moron. The only moron who's more of a moron than that moron Rand Paul is the moron who gave him that moronic haircut. Where'd he go? Moron cuts? When the barber asks what kind of style, most point to a picture on the wall. But this moron pointed to the shag carpeting on the floor. What is that? 
Soul Glow, you moron! What's worse, Rand Paul is a physician. He's an MD, which in his case stands for Moron Doctor. According to a survey of 2,000 married homeowners, spouses admit to eating and watching everything their partner hates when having the house to themselves. It's really nice to eat the foods you like and binge the shows you enjoy without having someone nagging you. It reminds folks of a time when they were actually, uh, what's that word? Um, oh yeah, happy. It turns out one in three married Americans will just talk to their pet when their partner isn't home. Dogs listen to us vent and whine and unload emotional baggage so much that pretty soon they're going to start taking appointments and charging 100 milk bones per hour. A new poll shows nearly 9 out of 10 people now say they know a person who has gotten COVID. And that person is AOC. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg touted the Biden administration's work in loosening up supply chain bottlenecks while touring the Los Angeles and Long Beach ports. So Pete visited the California ports six months after the supply chain crisis started there, which prompted Kamala Harris to ask, why so soon? Pete's climate change, is, he's a climate change enthusiast, see? So maybe he, you know, took so long to get there because he traveled by bicycle. But in truth, Anywhere he goes by bike, he takes an SUV till he's a block away, then gets out and turns on the cameras and pedals the rest of the way. Scientists in the UK have discovered the fossilized skeleton of a prehistoric sea monster, and its name is uh, Nancy Pelosi. The skeleton has a skull that weighs a ton, so it has an even bigger head than Kanye West. A new humanoid robot has been created that can understand and respond to questions, making it more instantly useful than White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Hugh Hefner's widow, Crystal Hefner, says she's removed everything fake from her body. In other words, she's now just a belly button with eyes. Tennis star Novak Djokovic well, has been prohibited from playing in the Australian Open because of his vaccination status. You know, he should have known that the USTA was speaking in tennis terms when they promised he'd love it in Australia. Hmm. Allies of Hillary Clinton have suggested she's considering whether to pursue another presidential run in 2024 as the popularity of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris shrinks. Of course, we're hearing that the potential for Hillary is so high Bill is already interviewing interns. A shock return by Clinton. Uh, well, I mean, uh, sh I mean, should she return? I mean, really, uh, sh she would probably win the Democratic nomination, and that would actually set up a rematch of the 2016 election against Donald Trump. But, well, despite all the rumors, President Biden insists he's still going to run and win the election next week. A man in England says a champagne and Viagra fueled a sex marathon that put him in the hospital. It's uh, now being classified as a comorbidity. A new poll shows that President Biden's job approval rating has tumbled to lower than 33% in the latest Quinnipiac University poll. Pretty soon it'll cross paths with the unemployment rate. Experts say this is an indication of American voters' deep dissatisfaction over his administration's response to rising inflation and a resurgence of COVID-19. Much like a bunch of Biden voters, it sounds like Joe's odds of winning re-election are um, dead and buried. House of Gucci star Jared Leto confesses he was concerned his portrayal of Paolo Gucci would be the worst role he'd ever taken on. And anyone who's seen the movie can confirm his worst fears were definitely realized. Lay's released a series of limited edition potato chips grown in dirt from NFL fields. They got the idea after watching an Eagles game and noticing the stadium was filled with cheap dirt bags. They, they, they call them Golden Grounds, and they're packaged with the logos of the teams whose stadium dirt was used to grow on them. So now Jets fans can eat as much home turf as their quarterback. After an hours-long standoff, 
Four hostages escaped a Texas synagogue after being held captive by a British terrorist that was ultimately shot and killed by police. Texas cops negotiated with this guy for hours, but they needed it to be over in time for the Dallas Cowboys game. I mean, enough is enough, buddy. I mean, look, we've got wings to pick up and beer to drink. A former White House advisor to Barack Obama pleaded guilty to stealing $218,000 from a charter school in order to buy a house. Now, in his defense, you can't buy a house with hope and change. You know, that's a joke about Obama's campaign slogans, right? Can, can we just move on now? Yeah. Yes, we can. Okay, all right. New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says that despite people's claims, Omicron is not mild at all. Now, she probably got Delta and doesn't realize it because she thinks that you catch Delta from flying the airline. AOC contracted COVID after she was seen partying maskless in Miami over the holiday break. Of course, in her defense, she was only in Miami because she heard the Electoral College was playing in the Orange Bowl. A new study finds that women find men in masks more attractive. So finally, after two years, we found one benefit of wearing a mask. <laughs> Look, everybody is, has seen somebody in a mask, you know, thought that they were hot and then saw the mask come off and they're like, whoa, who's, who let the swamp thing into the party? Of course, if you haven't, then you're the swamp thing. <laughs> but of course, people are more attractive in masks. You know, I mean, it makes sense. You only need one third of your face to look good. It's a shorter race. See, it's, and the, the eyes are the most exotic part of the face. So you think about it. Just think about it for a minute. All the pop songs are all about it. You know, I mean, you got Debbie Gibson's I Get Lost in Your Eyes or Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. Nobody's writing a song as I Get Lost in Your Nose. And if they are, you're getting a nose job right after you hear it. The CEO of Atlanta's mass transit system stepped out in front of a train and killed himself. Sadly, for a lot of residents, the most shocking part of that story was the train showed up on time. The Queen of England personally informed Prince Andrew she was stripping him of all his royal titles because of his involvement in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Andrew was, you know, playing too much strip poker and ended up with a royal flush. You know, Andrew's in a real bind here, see? And not only just with the courts. I mean, now that all of his medals are gone, he's got nothing to pin to his prom tuxedo. They say he could be uh, looking at 13 years. <laughs> but enough about his dating life. They ended up deporting Novak Djokovic from Australia when he failed to comply with their vaccine mandate. Actually, deported is the word the Australian government uses. The word he uses is escaped. Djokovic was well on his way to breaking the all-time record for Grand Slam titles, but now he has no shot, literally. A dangerous winter storm brought the significant snowfall and strong thunderstorms and blustery winds to the East Coast just hours after knocking out power to tens of thousands and coasting or coating highways and treacherous ice all across the Southeast. This absurd amount of white powder on the ground was only matched by the absurd amount of white powder on Hunter Biden's desk. As much as 10 inches of snow was dumped in North Carolina while most of the men outside shoveling were kind of irritated, Women across the state were thrilled to finally see 10 inches in person. I mean, it's not often you see 10 inches in North Carolina. Of course, unless you go to a Charlotte Hornets game. In a new interview, First Lady Jill Biden says that an important part of what she does is helping the American people through tough times. And American people say they really appreciate it, but they just wish her husband would stop creating them. According to a new survey, two-thirds of Americans have never successfully completed a New Year's resolution. Yeah, people begin the year lifting five-pound dumbbells and end the year lifting five-pound triple cheeseburgers. Some respondents said that early February is when they expect to give up entirely on most of their 2022 goals, to which the other respondents replied, why'd you wait so long? University of Michigan removed President Mark Schlissel from his position effective immediately following an, an anonymous complaint suggesting that he, quote, may have been involved in an inappropriate relationship with a university employee. 
Now, while most students are receiving A's and B's and C's, this guy was uh, slipping his subordinate the D. <clears throat> University's policy on superior employee relationships was introduced last summer in an attempt to overhaul the school's approach to addressing sexual misconduct and to create a culture at the university where every person is respected. Yes, uh, the only people allowed to have sexual relationships with the university employees are the students. The new mayor of New York City says that the city's subways are already very safe and that there is only a perception of fear. But look, anyone I know who's been down there says they've had the perception of someone peeing on the platform. A new Dutch program is encouraging citizens to vent their frustrations over government lockdowns by spray-painting cars and smashing them with hammers. Of course, here in the U.S., we call that program bail reform. And finally, Hillary Clinton will be producing a lineup of TV series for the U.K. Yeah, their most popular one yet is going to be called How I Killed Your Mother. Hey! This genius. I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Awards. And in this week's Genius Awards, we're giving it to start off with a, to this uh, great story where a new law has the owner of an emotional support pig crying wee, 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 wee all the way home. A 100-pound pot-bellied pig has become the subject of a criminal investigation and longtime scrutiny in the upstate New York village of Kanahare, where the 54-year-old owner named Wavern Flat has been harboring the porker as new legislation determined the emotional support animal could not be legally kept at his home. But Flat who's readying for a criminal trial with risk of prison time and $18,000 in civil fines to defend his supposedly soothing swine named Ellie, says that the town's new laws against keeping farm or domesticated animals is a bunch of hogwash. Flat and Ellie, you see, have had uh, beef with the local government for years before the unanimous new laws that were voted in. The duo has had 14 court appearances in two years. He said, however, though Mayor Jeff Baker says that the new village ordinances are not meant to single out the pig owner. The law stands for itself, said the mayor. It was on our agenda from years ago. We've had horses in the community and stuff like that. Now, According to the legislation, a surge of violations of the current animal law provisions necessitates the clarification of the village policy. Now, let's be honest. The pig is probably hotter than half of the women in the village, if we want to admit it. Okay. I mean, there's something to be said about having bacon with a pulse in your house. Just saying. And then there's this. Uh, a would-be burglar had to be rescued by firefighters after he got himself stuck in a chimney during an attempted home robbery in Maryland. Montgomery County police responded to a reported attempted robbery at a Silver Springs home around 5.30 in the morning where they found the man who'd tried to break in and had gotten himself stuck. Now, it's not really clear how the man got himself in the chimney in the first place. About a dozen firemen arrived on the scene to assist with this rescue, and they worked for over an hour and a half to get the man out of the chimney taking it apart brick by brick, according to the Montgomery County Fire and Rescue Service spokesman Pete Preringer. The video from the scene shows several firefighters from the Montgomery County Fire Department at the foot of the chimney with this big hole busted through the wall discussing the best way to extricate the man. Photos from the scene show the responders using ladders and shovels and other rescue equipment. The man was transported to the hospital via an ambulance with a police escort. Police said the man had minor injuries. His identity was not immediately available, and it's not clear whether he's been yet charged. But this is incredibly sad, folks. It really is. I mean, really. It appears that Santa Claus has fallen on some really hard times, you know? 
kind of crazy, though. They had to take apart the whole thing brick by brick. You know, I mean, knowing chimneys, I bet, I bet the repair cost is going to be through the roof. Okay, all right, I'll show myself out. Okay, how about this? <laughs> From Los Angeles, California. A recent judgment revealed that two L.A. police officers were fired for ignoring an in-progress robbery call so they could play Pokemon Go. A three-judge panel on California's Court of Appeals upheld the firing of two L.A. police officers after they contended they were improperly fired due to the use of an in-car recording during disciplinary actions. Now, while that doesn't seem like a very exciting bit of news, the appeal publicized that the two officers were fired because an investigation determined that the pair ignored an in-progress or in-process robbery uh, to capture a Snortax in Pokemon Go. The judgment states that the police officers were, uh, well, alleged to have played Pokemon Go for nearly 20 minutes after ignoring a request for backup on a robbery in progress. The officers then reportedly chose not to respond to a request for backup and instead spent the time driving around the neighborhood capturing various Pokemon. A disciplinary hearing used a recording taken from the inside of the Paris patrol car that captured the duo discussing the attempted capture of a Tejetic. Ultimately, the pair was charged with multiple counts of on-duty misconduct, including, quote, playing Pokemon Go while on patrol in their police vehicle and then making false statements to an internal affairs detective during the subsequent complaint investigation. <laughs> The pair was found guilty by a board of rights of most of the courts and or most of the counts, and they were subsequently fired from the department. You always hope that the cops apprehend every criminal in your neighborhood, but with these two, gotta catch them all, has a whole different meaning. Kind of bad news is that these two guys are out of a job, but the good news is they'll have plenty of time to play the new Pokemon Go game that's coming out real soon. <laughs> I guess it uh, turns out the boys in blue refers to blue footsie pajamas. And what about this? A Manhattan psychic swindled a once wealthy man out of more than a million dollars through false promises to find him a soulmate and purge dark spirits through increasingly expensive rituals. William Young of Brooklyn says in his lawsuit that he met the scamming soothsayer Shania Samuel while working at XOXO Bar, uh, since closed gay bar on West 46th Street. Samuel gave readings out of a building next door. See, the two became close, and Young, by the way, who is bipolar and who suffers from depression, became one of Samuel's regular customers. Samil told Young that his family was cursed by dark spirits and blamed them for his mental health difficulties. She claimed that the dark spirits were very strong so, and, and that so long as they were there, Young would not be able to find love or happiness or have a good relationship with his family. Young's lawyer wrote in the Manhattan Supreme Court complaint. Samil, who refers to herself as Young's quote, spiritual mother, claimed to know the right, the right rituals to bring fulfillment to his life, according to the suit. The spells, however, had a pretty hefty price tag. Young's first payment to Samuel was $100,000, according to the lawsuit. Later in the same month, he paid the psychic six times in a single week, with payments ranging from $1,000 to $20,000, according to the suit. This proves that money just doesn't equate to intelligence. <laughs> but most people who watch any professional sports already know that. This man didn't need a psychic. He needed a financial advisor. And you got to check this one out. Jacksonville, Arkansas police arrests a man who they say robbed a Taco Bell at gunpoint. Officers arrested 21-year-old Parrish Reed of Jacksonville, Arkansas on a warrant-based on a photograph that matched the description of the robbery suspect. Police later questioned Reed about the holdup, and they say he admitted to robbing the restaurant with an accomplice. After the robbery, Taco Bell staffers told officers that the suspect aimed a pistol at an employee and demanded money, but it was not clear from the report how much money 
if any, the suspect got away with. Reed is charged with aggravated robbery and aggravated assault, both are felonies, and he faces misdemeanor charges of possession of suspected marijuana stemming from what he was arrested, or from when he was arrested, and obstructing government operations after police said that he refused to identify himself to officers. I mean, how much money did he expect to rob from Taco Bell? Everything on the menu there is like, what, three bucks? As idiots in serious trouble. I mean, the only people in worse shape than him are the ones who actually consume the Taco Bell food. And you'll never believe this one. The DeSoto County Florida Sheriff's Office began receiving numerous calls about a person riding through homeowners' properties on a red side-by-side. -side. The man is Joshua Shane Kreider, even approached one of the callers and asked if he could use their electrical outlet to charge his ankle monitor. A detective responded to the call and said he saw Kreider near Southwest County Road 760 and Terrell Street. Detective uh, Pacheco approached Kreider, who was allegedly behaving rather strangely. And while Pacheco attempted to figure out what was going on, Kreider reached into his pockets, and that caused Pacheco to uh, hear several suspicious clicking sounds. When the suspect refused to keep his hands visible, he was immediately handcuffed. And Pacheco then found a box cutter in his pocket with the blade out. <clears throat> well, a check on the side-by-side -side revealed the vehicle to have been reported stolen out of Charlotte County. The detective ran a check on Kreider and found not only was he on house arrest, but he also has an extensive history, including battery, burglary, and grand theft. He now faces charges of grand theft of a motor vehicle, resisting arrest, which are both felonies. I had this love that he asked to use an electrical outlet to charge his ankle monitor. I mean, if you think there was no activity in his batteries, yeah, you should see his brain. I mean, the best part is that he actually stopped to charge his ankle monitor while committing a crime. I mean, this he, he's absolutely an early contender for the Florida Man of the Year. <laughs> okay, one more. A fat, naked man describing sexual acts and cussing Zoom bombarded a Templeton, California area advisory group meeting as members critically critiqued City Boy Farms, a proposed cannabis grow. About an hour into the 6 p.m. meeting, the board posted a list of issues that they're asking the SLO County Board of Supervisors to require Jason Callen address in his environmental impact report on the pot farm. More than a dozen new attendees then sought entry into the meeting. A substitute meeting monitor who did not know how to put new attendees in the waiting room allowed the late arrivals to attend. The obese naked man reclining on a bed then appeared on the screen and began describing sexual acts and cussing. Shortly afterwards, another new attendee placed their naked buttocks on the screen while the others screamed and cursed. Someone then hacked into the meeting and began coloring over the advisory board's posted list of issues regarding City Boy Farms. It took the monitor about 15 minutes to try to figure out how to evict people from the Zoom meeting. The board, some of whom believe the cannabis industry is responsible for the hack, voted to send the list of suggestions regarding City Boy Farms to the SLO County Board of Supervisors. In my opinion, this was all done by supporters of the cannabis industry, says Murray Powell, a member of the Templeton Area Advisory Group. He says, this is a perfect example of the cannabis neighbor who wants to move next to us. Now, come on. You can't describe sexual acts and cuss during a Zoom meeting about cannabis. Now, if it was alcohol, it'd be a different story. Like, I mean, can you imagine seeing a morbidly obese person going crazy? It'd almost be like watching The View. Well, anyway, if you like the podcast, for Pete's sakes, why don't you share it with somebody, you know? And while you're doing that, hit that subscribe button and get your stupid fix with these new episodes coming to you. Every time they're published, you get the two feeds besides this bonus episode. You get to obviously get to enjoy the weekend feed dropped every Saturday. It features Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And of course, we play our weekly round of the Insane Game Show that you can also play along. And don't forget, you can subscribe and listen on your phone by going to Insane Eric Lane on 
the Facebook app. Look it up and then look for the podcast tab on my Facebook page and subscribe. Just keep in mind the podcast tab is not yet available on the Facebook desktop version. And I'm also on Substack too, by the way, where the podcast is published there at ericlane.substack.com. And of course, you know, I always pick the best stupidity. It's it's worthy of a five-star rating. So give it one and write a real stupid review as well, especially if, you know, you think of something really clever. I might even read it on my upcoming episode. And besides, if you listen and rate and review the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, it actually helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches. See, you can also interact with the podcast and get real-time updates when you join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel, where I will post links to some of these outrageous stupid stories that I feature here. And you can also get to leave some comments about what you've read. You can share some of the stupidity. There's always some video or some photos that come along with it as well. So be sure and check that out, okay? You can visit t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, to get a preview of the channel. And you can download Telegram to your uh, favorite device, desktop or mobile, for whatever platform you're going to use. Don't forget to follow me on social media at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook and Twitter, or hang out at my website at insaneericlane.com. And one final thought before I go. Your neighbor is the closest and the farthest person from you on Earth depending on which direction you take. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laughs Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at InsaneEricLane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.